Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Oh, Arts Express is blowing its whistle at the 3CR station. Arts Express. Power to the people. So all aboard for a journey with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino into alternative theatre, cabaret, festivals, comedy and arts activism and plenty of great music, Trish. Oh yeah, that's the ticket. Good morning, you're with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino on Arts Express, 3CR Community Radio, <coughs> excuse me, 8.55am, digital podcast and streaming live from 3cr.org.au and available online later today. Our guests today are actors, writers and directors Jessica Stanley and Phoebe Ann Taylor from an exciting new satirical play, Strata Inc., presented by North of Eight at the Borough in Fitzroy. Starts tonight and runs till December the 8th. And later we'll also welcome musician Alicia Brooks, who's performing with her group Bashka for the 21st Melbourne Women's International Jazz Festival. So welcome to you two. As I said, Jessica Stanley and Phoebe Ann Taylor. How are you both? Very well, thanks for having me. And how are you, Trish? You good? Yes, good. Yes, all things considered, yes, we're very good. Yes, it's good. Yes. So... um, want to talk to you about this fantastic new satire, Strata Inc., which plays at the borough, this delightful little new um, sort of um, pop-up theatre in Brunswick Street. Is that yeah, right? um, it has gone through a rebranding. It was um, a different name for a while, um, but it is a really lovely space, very generous, very helpful to artists, which... You know, we need more of in Melbourne, which is really great. Yeah, yeah. and it's an mm. amazing location. It's so centrally located, which works really well for us. And the owners are so lovely. They've really allowed us to do whatever we wanted in that space. Oh, how fantastic. Mm. Yeah. And made us feel very at home, which has been great. It's great. And it starts tonight. Now, this is all about this play. Um it's being created by Laura Lethleen and Farron Martin and produced by Mark Silvestro. Um, tell us about it. It's all about a family and sense of entitlement and it's a biting satire, isn't it? So who's going to talk? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the tagline that I've been giving Phoebe. it is essentially that it is a modern farce on yes. corporate greed. So nothing is safe or sacred. Um which is, is really fun as an actor because you can kind of just run wild with it and go, who am I attacking next? What are my reactions? Uh, you've got the text, which is quite biting and extremely witty. Uh, the team have done an extraordinary job of, of really creating that um, sharp laser focus. But then as an actor, you have all of the, the capacity to run your reactions to other people's dialogues. So you can really create this very rich world that attacks all. 
Mm. Yeah, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Even though we are tackling serious issues, uh, it's not preachy. We no. can still the characters can still laugh at themselves. Yes. Okay, so the background story is Frank Strata, successful investment tycoon, is dead. Suddenly his son Andrew's set to inherit Strata Inc. and all the perks that go with it. Mm-hmm. Whiskey, stunning views, a corporate tracksuit. <laughs> but before the ink dries, the previously impenetrable CEO's office is taken captive by a caped crusader. Enter Lisa, the Lisa. other Strata heir, Lisa. And she's not leaving till her father's legacy is obliterated. And um, so she wants some of the, the goodies as well. Is that right? Yeah. So um, I'm playing Lysa Strata. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yay. Um, we came up with this idea. Uh, we really wanted to do an adaptation this year. And we chose our artistic directors, actually. Phoebe and Shane Savage chose Lysa Strata. Mm. And so then Farron and Laura took the original text and then worked on it and put it in this modern setting. Yeah. So even though it is very far removed from the original text by Aristophanes, it's still got those elements of protest and yeah. standing mm, up. The classics, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Strata, yeah. And yeah. They, they originally mm. had come to us suggesting that what they really wanted to do was to remove it from the, the, the sexuality as a, a female's only power and really put that struggle into the boardroom. So that was the, the springboard from where we started, um, looking largely at feminism, uh, but... Then, as we've already said, also about corporate um, greed and entitlement, as you've brought up, uh, and then really starting to unpack those things. So as they were working through the script, they moved further and further away from the protest, um, which has led us to a really meaty, heady, verbal yeah. spa. So it's been really lovely, organic process for you. Absolutely. Isn't it? You know, which is wonderful and and the best work comes from that when yeah, you're on the job working through it and um, and magic happens. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and a lot of the actors were cast in the roles very early on in the script process, so then the writers could actually write those characters specifically for us and our personalities. So oh, that's great. been really fun. So it's very personal. Yeah, yes, it's, lovely. it's really nice seeing my friends in roles that suit them so well. <laughs> And art has a way of doing that, doesn't it? Like what? Funny, I've ex, you know I've sort of expect uh, sort of a, it's happened to me myself when you know you it, it's almost like your life is reflecting in in what you're doing, and then you move on, and then something else happens. So you know this the old adage: very... uh, life yeah. reflecting art, art reflecting yes. life reflecting yes. art reflecting yes, and yeah. indeed, yeah, infinity. Um. <laughs> In a, this is another comment from the release. In a world that sees people for all of their value and none of their worth, must we all become worthless to become equal? Mm. Um, we were talking earlier, the three of us, about um, um, it's very hard these days because you, whatever you do, it becomes very PC. You can't go there, you can't mm. go there, you can't go there. And entitlement is such a key thing at the moment with all the inequalities mm. that we really need to talk about it. Now, I'm thinking of um, politically, the government seems to have been causing division between generations, yes. you know, so that then the young people will say, well, they're getting a lot more than us on the unemployment. And, and they talk about spending their kids' inheritance and all these things. So then the kids feel entitled to the property of their parents mm. and then... 
there's this entitlement all round. So it really is a good thing to question, I think, because it can be used to stir up divisions which weren't necessarily there. Um, yeah. You know, it sets young people against older people, and, and this is all really to cut costs. Mm. Mm. Well, and and I think the the thing there is that it's you know the young versus the old. It's the uh, lower class versus the upper class, yeah. uh, you know, and it's a shame because in Australia we have a history of actually quite good um, social thought and and welfare and and really particularly through education, um, lifting people so that everyone starts at the same base. Uh, you know, you look at Medicare. We did, yes, um, yes. And mm. unfortunately, uh, I, I really think, says I think my eroded. young eyes, mm. yeah, um, we, we're seeing that over the last sort of 10 or 15 years. And so mm. I think it's really important for the arts to really express some of the concerns that we're seeing for all people. Um, and, and, you know, it's so easy to write uh, material that is serious in that vein and, and go very dramatic and very deep and dark. But I think really interestingly what we're seeing in TV and social commentary right now is that the sharpest and most insightful uh, commentary is actually coming through comedy because mm. if you can laugh at something that's true disarm. and then you suddenly go, oh, mm. th- there are the layers underneath, that's where your power is. So almost we're seeing this reversal where drama is becoming the fluff of sentimental stories and um, comedy is where we're really punching at the ceiling, so yeah. to speak, which yes. I think is great. Yeah. Wonderful vehicle. And this, this co-op you've got, North of Eight, it, it is um, a co-op in the sense of your contribute um, in terms of thoughts and ideas. Yes. Absolutely. That's just how exciting. Yeah. And improvising, do you, do you get a chance to do much of that? Uh, improvising isn't something that is particularly in our interest group, um, but... Where we do would largely be within the rehearsal room in Mm. order to get us to a deeper place in Mm. a script, which is part of the training that we've all done. Yeah, Yeah, so we all met at the Howard Fine Acting Studio, most of us, and so what's really, what's the strength of our uh, collective is that we all have the same technique and training to go back to... Mm. And then that's really fun incorporating new people into that when we work yeah. with guest actors and directors and things like that and expanding our language. Which we have done for every project that we've done. So uh, nothing has just been only internal to the company. We, we've invited uh, guest artists, uh, designers, um it's very cooperative. Yeah, too, isn't yeah. It? yeah. Mm. And, and we very much wanted to contribute to the art scene with an open-minded approach rather than um, having this little sect that is closed and not open or receptive. Yeah, and that translates to the audience. They pick up that that wonderful, you know. We hope so. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing is women. Um, It's as, um, um, what's his first first name? Farron. Is Farron a woman or a man? Uh, Female, yes. Yes, okay. So Farron Martin has been quoted as saying, power can get to us all. The power play in relationships has historically been gendered and now with women making up half the workforce in environments that were never created to accommodate them, the power play extends to whether that space is allowed at a fundamental level by employees and organisations. And so you're looking at change and the development of that. That's a theme that runs through, I think, as well, isn't it, in the play? Yeah. Uh, Women's power 
and um, yeah. the nature of that. Definitely, and that starts with the two characters who are siblings, they're half-brother and sister, and they each think that they deserve this company for various reasons. Mm. And it's a lot about uh, the children inheriting the sins of the parents. That's mm. something that plays mm. into and what we were saying oh, before right. about mm. yes. entitlement. Yeah, Vibson there. Yeah, mm. and mm. how one, one child has uh, rallied against that by trying to uh, be just like their father and the other has rallied against that by trying to be as opposite as opposite as possible Mm, mm. and so you get that power play both between the genders and also family Mm, it's a big mix isn't it that's really quite quite true i think you've also got a bachelor of psychology haven't you so you've got that insight (laughs) i love psychology (laughs) a a bit of training a a bit of um, word about these two very fine actors and their their background um jessica stanley um apart from um having a a Bachelor of Performing Arts from Monash, and you've you've been in the, the audience might be interested in this, been in the Dr. Blake Mysteries and Glitch, um, and you've been involved in performing your first play, La Mama, and One Woman Show Menage at Melbourne Fringe Festival, among other things, and being nominated for a Best Performance Award. Now also Phoebe Ann Taylor, she's an independent artist, uh, primarily involved in acting, writing, directing and photography. And you are also um, a published poet and performed playwright. You hold a Bachelor of Arts degree with Honours in Creative Writing Photography from the Uni of Melbourne. So you've been involved in uh, different groups, such as the Umbrella Company, Apples and Shoes, and you've written um, for La Mama, the Adelaide Fringe. So you've both very experienced in theatre, it's wonderful to have you on today. Thank you. Our program, we really appreciate it. Wonderful, yes, and and took us for the new biting satire, <laughs> uh, which uh, I hope is um, a banquet. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're yes. going to we're going to have to move on now, but we want to um, let Give people the know it yes. starts tonight. Yes. Strata Inc. presented by North of Eight runs till December the eighth at seven thirty. The Burrow, eighty three Brunswick Street, Fitzroy. For bookings, you go www.northof8.com.au. Um, so that's good luck with it. Wonderful. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yes. Thanks sounds, for having us. Sounds yeah, very chukas. exciting. And what's your, have you got something in the wings, so to speak, for, you know, for future shows? Yeah, we're, we're in the current process of planning um, next year, really. So mm. uh, in discussions and all of that. So Lovely. A closed book. But, yes, uh, fair enough. We're all very excited for wonderful. what's coming next. Yes, well, wonderful. And uh, took us for this evening and for the rest of the, the season. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. You, Thank you. I've got a sad, sad story to do. I've got a sad, sad story to do. I'm going to the gin Yes. 
Okay, so I'm speaking to Alicia Brooks now. How are you, Alicia? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Oh, very good, thanks. Alicia Brooks is a, a wonderful musician. She's featuring in the Melbourne Women's International Jazz Festival Program 2018, which runs from Sunday, December the 2nd. And tell us about your particular group, Bashka. Uh, so... We're probably a little more unexpected for the jazz festival in that um, we play largely uh, music that's inspired by or actually original uh, Turkish music. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, the band actually started in Turkey but has since sort of moved back and regrouped to Melbourne. Um, yeah, some of the music we play is is really old traditional Turkish music and a lot of the other music we play is original but sort of based on Turkish music and we use uh, traditional Turkish instruments in the band also. That's fantastic. You also play soprano sax and I think you're yeah. involved in production as well and um, other people in the group include um, Murat Yusel, mm-hmm. uh, electronic soundscapes, beats, loops, vocals, guitars, etc. Iskender Ozan Toprak, mm-hmm. um, Yeli Tambor, Matt Stonehouse, Dabuka, Davul and a few others as well. It sounds fantastic. And you've got, um, you explore the contrast between East and West and composed and improvised music. Is that right? That That is right. So uh, we have, um, we have electronic uh, loops and samples that yeah. happen live on stage and then uh, live players over the top of that um we have we released an album in 2016 uh which murat and i basically produced uh ourselves but it features 30 musicians from around the world uh mostly from turkey but some also from the uk um mm. which was a huge project uh yeah and <laughs> More than we imagined so at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. um, and we do play a lot of the music from that album, but obviously without we, we just have a much smaller um, version of the group now doing that live. Uh, and then a lot of the, a lot of the um, extra things sort of come from the electronic samples and loops and those sorts of things. But it also sounds wonderful because you say you, you bring to life old folk songs, gypsy ballads and dance music from the dirt streets of old Turkey. Now that paints a picture of really delicious <laughs> music, doesn't it, Trish? Yeah, indeed. Yes, you can. it's, it's almost a mural, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's really indicative of... I've lived in Turkey for quite some years and mm-hmm. played uh, a lot with some of the finest gypsy musicians as as well as just sort of many, many musicians in Turkey. Um, it's an incredible uh, land of music. There's so much talent there and so much. Mm. And and the, and the music runs really deeply through... Yes, it does feel like soul. It does feel like it's really, the, yeah. the soul of the people and um, really is, keeping yeah, their really heads is. above... Obviously, when you talk from the dirt streets, the often the poverty of of life. Absolutely, and absolutely. you're raising right up and and giving a lot of hope at the it same really, time. It really does, and it's it's 
it's really the strength of the whole of the whole country and have, having come having come there from Melbourne to then get to experience that sort of level of of deeply ingrained uh, culture and music was a real eye opener for me and it really I guess it really changed me a lot um, I, I feel really blessed to it is a, it's, a, it's so like a, a privilege isn't it it really was. Yeah, it was. Mm. So it's fabulous. Bashka's going to be performing at the Jazz Lab, as are most of the performances from the Melbourne Women's International Jazz Festival program. Mostly at the Jazz Lab, except Sandy Evans will be at the Salon Melbourne Recital Centre. But Bashka, featuring Alicia Brooks, that's going to be on Sunday, the December the second at eight pm, and tickets are twenty dollars or fifteen dollars concession. Very reasonable. Yeah. Um, so what's Alicia? the best way to get tickets, Alicia? It is. Uh, there's a link. Uh, there's a if you go to the um, the actual jazz festival site, there's a ticket link there on the on the site, and you can see all of the artists and get a lot of information about the festival. So it's just a great place to to have a look at everything that's going on, and also past events. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic site. We're really excited to be a part of it this year. So some of the other events happening, uh, Monday, December the 3rd, Andrea Keller's Composer Circle. Yes, well, we she's wonderful. Yeah, well, she's over in Poland at the moment doing, yeah. killing them down there. It's fantastic that, you know, oh, you've got this wonderful, um, I would say, uh, family of musicians. That um, yeah. Jazz Lab is such a wonderful place, isn't it? And uh, they've also included some wonderful um, students, which I'll talk about in a minute. But Wednesday, December the 5th, um, the Marinda Dyers, Jay is in in a trio from Queensland, and Claire Cross, Moving Targets. Thursday, uh, December the 6th at 8pm, Jam Jar CD launch, and that's a a Melbourne-based trad band. And we're going to have someone, um, Lauren Mulliv, Malave, we're having her next week on the program from that. So a bit of trad jazz in there. Can I just ask you, Alicia, when yeah. when did your musical sort of, I guess, a birth happened? I mean, where did it, where did it all come? Because I mean, a soprano saxophone is not an easy instrument to play. And <laughs> I was actually um, I started playing saxophone when I was twelve. I was actually an alto player for the majority of my career. Um, and I played, I did sort of play more jazz and improvised music through all of the earlier years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until, I think when I was 30, um, I was still playing alto then, I, I discovered this this Turkish band one night in a club here in, in Fitzroy and they invited me to sit in and it was just such a fantastic feeling, such a great energy from the crowd. I became really addicted and ended up touring Turkey the following year <laughs> and then just a going back mm. every year, mm. it really hit me. It mm. really, really hit me. Um, mm. And I switched, I switched to soprano maybe six years ago. I still play a little bit of alto. It was two reasons, really. One was RSI from from alto. Um, mm. Yeah, it was really bad. I couldn't play for a while, and I tried the soprano, and just because the angle was different, I found it wasn't um, aggravating it so much. Oh, well, Valerie plays the uh, alto um, sax, and oh, so wonderful. Okay. And uh, yeah. yeah, she would empathise totally with that RSI. Yeah. It's not not an easy, you know, sort no, of. No, but what really beautiful, beautiful music it makes. <laughs> It's yeah, great that it uh, your uh, your music's being included in the jazz festival. It just shows how 
um, how really open we're, we're becoming, really, how diverse. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're really, really excited to be a part of it. So it's a great festival. We're going to be featuring it next week as well. Um, and we really appreciate talking to you about Bashka on Sunday night. Um, Thanks so much for having me. On the That's, 2nd of December at 8 o'clock at, of course, um, the Jazz Lab, which is wonderful. Thank you so much, Alicia Brooks. Thank you. Thanks very and, much. And um, uh, took us for the sea, you know, the Good evening. luck. All the best. See, see you then. <laughs> Bye, Bye, darling. I'm Kelly Santon performing Sax for Art Express on 3CR Melbourne who support women in jazz. Oh, isn't that exciting? I'm very excited about this program. That's wonderful, yeah. Yes, it's an um it's uh, just another uh, feather in Melbourne's cap. Um and and the wonderful diversity of what's happening in to you know with jazz in Melbourne and um you know, it's just not the traditional jazz. It's everything that goes with it, you know. A bit earlier, we were listening to uh, Bessie Smith, who we love, yeah. and she was playing in Gin House Blues. And um, we've got to leave a bit early today because there's a live recording of Talk Back With Attitude. But um, it's been wonderful yeah. having um, Jessica Stanley and Phoebe Ann Taylor from um, North of Eight, um, in the uh, Strata Inc. And that's interesting that you were in that play. Yes, yes, many years ago with the Moreland Theatre Company. Is it more traditional in terms yes, of Aristophanes? Yeah. Yes, yes, very much. So this much. would be quite a different approach. Yes, yes. It? And Valerie, can I just um, dedicate this program um, t- this week to my um, darling um, nephew, Graham Edwards, who was tragically killed in at your lawn um, uh, over a week ago, and he was a warrior for justice. And and um, when we talk of you know with the Reds under the bed, how very important to get uh, workplace safety um, right. Um, I'd like to just dedicate um, this program to um, to Graham. He was a wonderful, gentle man, and Valhalla um, Graham, and to all his um, to his mother and his family. Um, I, our hearts go out to you, but most of all, know that um, your your work is will will be will be continued. Yeah, mm. thank you very much for that, Trish.